Welcome to Discovering Africa Through Technology, the podcast series that showcases the brilliance of Africa's great minds, innovators and experts as they tackle complex challenges with homegrown solutions driven by knowledge, technology and innovation. Our podcast is inspired by the African Union Agenda 2063 Aspiration 7, which seeks to rebrand Africa and change negative narratives and perspectives through science, technology and innovation. We believe that Africa has the power to solve its own development challenges and become a strong, united, resilient, peaceful and influential global player and partner. Join us as we explore the transformative potential of technology in Africa with your host Razia Kulatein Mwanga and learn from the experts driving change on the African continent. Today in our program we shall be talking about the impact and contribution of the science, technology and innovation strategy for Africa to promote the African innovation and technology ecosystem. Today in the program we are privileged to have Jumanne Mtambalike who is a co-founder and chief executive officer of Sahara Ventures. He is an innovator, author, early stage investor. He calls himself a futurist, an entrepreneur and technology enthusiast. And the aim of Sahara Ventures is to build a stable innovation technology and entrepreneurship ecosystem in Africa. Jumanne and Sahara Ventures believe that the best way to solve a problem is to build a business around it. To start us off, Jumanne, can you share your insights on your understanding and the work of the science, technology and innovation strategy for Africa? So my general understanding of STISA is a 10-year framework that was adapted by, by African Union in 2014. It is expected to reach its goal by 2024. And the primary focus was to addressing continent challenge and building on its core strengths. The five priority areas that were identified by STISA purposefully and intentionally were supposed to align with the African Union Development Agenda 2063, strengthening the building blocks of African innovation ecosystem with special emphasis on policy frameworks, human capital development, research and development, as well as infrastructure and funding mechanisms. The second area was on developing and deploying appropriate technologies to support Africa's socioeconomic transformation with focus on key priority areas. This included agriculture, health, energy, water, and infrastructure. The third area was on promoting entrepreneurship and innovation, something which Sahara Ventures and some other accelerators and business incubators in Africa they're working on, which focuses on youth and women and uh, collaborations uh, between African countries as far as STI is concerned. And the fifth area was on building the capacity of African Union Commission and other relevant bodies to implement STISA 2024 effectively and to monitor and evaluate its impact. As an innovator, investor and technology ecosystem expert, How relevant has the science, technology and innovation strategy for Africa promoted the African technology and innovation industry? Stisa, from the angle of intention, is one of the most important strategies Africa has ever adapted towards making sure the continent is leapfrogging its steps towards sustainable development by capitalizing on 
science, technology, and innovation. As far as understanding Tanzania, it's a document that is regarded with ultimate respect. Uh, the custodian organization of CISA on the side of Tanzania is the Commission of Science and Technology Tanzania. We have adapted indicators as a country from CISA to design our national science, technology, and innovation policy, which is currently being reviewed, but also our national innovation framework. Both documents are available online as draft and they can be accessed. What has been the strength and challenges of implementing the Science, Technology and Innovation Strategy for Africa in Tanzania Technology and Innovation Ecosystem? So what has been the challenges so far when it comes to implementation of SPISA? So the first challenge is it's a common challenge. Uh, it's a limited funding. It's one of the biggest challenges that is facing SPISA which makes it very difficult to implement some of the sub-key initiatives that are outlined in the strategy, including development of research infrastructure, as well as investing in uh, entrepreneurship and innovation ecosystem. Uh, The second challenge that TISA is facing is, of course, uh, the issue of talent and lack of human capacity. We have shortage skilled human resource as a continent to effectively implement the dreams and the vision that were articulated in STISA. This is particularly true in areas that include advanced manufacturing, in areas of biotechnology, ICT, areas that require specialized uh, skills and knowledge. Some other issue, as you already know, because uh, different countries have different policies and regulations, and most of them, they have weak policies and regulatory framework when it comes to STI, especially on policies and regulations around intangible assets, intangible economy, uh, policy issues. So among the challenges, having uh, different policies and regulatory frameworks with different qualities and countries. That's another uh, challenge that is actually facing STISA. Another issue is we don't have a very clear plan on how we're going to collaborate, especially in areas of technology transfer and knowledge sharing. We've been having challenges implementing STISA um, because to do that, you need to have a very strong partnership and collaboration among countries and to have very clear procedures and tools on how you're going to emphasize on technology transfer and knowledge sharing. And finally, there is a limited public awareness and appreciation of the value of uh, STI. Many African governments still don't see science, technology, innovation as a priority and a cross-cutting issues in development priorities and agenda, which makes STISA lack some sort of strategic support and commitment, especially from the political side, to be effectively implemented. How can Africa use technology and innovation as a catalyst to rebrand Africa as a solution hub in the global technology ecosystem? talked about um, the capability of STISA in terms of rebranding African Union and also in terms of reigniting Africa. I think as a tool, it has a capacity to do that, but we shouldn't forget it is just a document and a commitment between countries. We need to be more strategic on how we adapt it. It's almost 10 years now, so if it were me who is making the final decisions, I would rather think it's a perfect time to actually review go through it, check what works and what hasn't, try to address some of these challenges that I've already mentioned to you, what makes it 
kind of slow in terms of adaptability and execution, and then find a better way to, to implement it. And uh, in terms of those areas which you are talking about, areas of core as well as uh, intellectual mobility, areas of uh, creation of wells, areas around prevention and control of diseases, these are priorities and a key issue, burning and pressing issues in Africa. But we need to be very clear on how do we see STI addressing them. And I think that is something which was not very clear. So when I look at STISA as a document, it's a very good document to offer guideline and strategic direction, but it's not very clear in terms of how are we going to execute that has been committed. Who is doing what? What are the specific deadlines and timeline? What are the key indicators of success? And how are we going to track them? So those are some of the issues I think uh, there might be a bit of a challenge, especially at the national level and the regional level, because as you already know, Africa is big and you have the subregions, and within subregions, then you have specific countries. And I think that wasn't clearly considered or articulated. When it comes to the pillars, increasing technical skills, building capacity on issues around intellectual property, promoting entrepreneurship and innovation. To be honest, there have been massive progress in some of the areas not necessarily because they've been influenced by STISA, but because we are living in the world that the world demands you to do this. We have seen a lot of progress in multiple sector in Africa. If you look at uh, sectors like uh, financial technologies, you have companies, big companies like Paystack, uh, Nara, Flutterwave, and others that have emerged, that have created hundreds of jobs that created and attracted millions of US dollars in terms of capital. So we are seeing young people uh, able to create these new ventures, innovative ventures, and capitalize on entrepreneurship to create wealthy. But also we see uh, countries like Nigeria, South Africa, Kenya, and Egypt, they are making the most of it. So to respond to one of your questions, uh, some, does some of the country benefit more from STISA than others? I'll say yes, but not indirectly, because I don't think what guides them is more for STISA, but it's more of how the institutional structure and systemic build-up the countries are. They're strategically being positioned to benefit from STI. For example, if you look at country like Kenya, you have a very strong network of expatriates who are coming to work in Kenya. You have strong connection of professionals who are coming to work for the international organization. There is good exposure of what is happening in the European as well as the U.S. Uh, STI markets. Uh, it's the same thing also to Nigeria. You have a very strong diaspora community. Uh, you have strong linkages between Nigerians who are living in the U.S. and Europe who are actually either reinvesting back home or they're establishing these ventures and these innovative solutions back home. So we see those are the trends that are shaping the future of STI in Africa. There's a less involvement of the government, except in some few countries. We are seeing active involvement of the government to promote innovation in countries like Rwanda. We're seeing active involvement, of course, in Tanzania. We are seeing it right now with the current regime. There's a lot of initiative, uh, like the new Digital Tanzania Institute, which is expected to promote innovation in the ICT sector that's about to be launched. We see commitment of governments of like Senegalese government, uh, Ivorian government, 
So these are some of the countries that we see the government is actively involved. But are they uh, contributing or do they operate because TISA is guiding them? That can be questionable. Still, most of the African countries, when it comes to STI, they work in silos. So those are some of the things that I see from my side. And in terms of the startups and innovators, we are working with the Sahara Ventures. Um, they are not looking to contribute to any indicators, to be honest. They are just doing it because it's business. They need to do it. They need to survive. They need to create wealthy, support their families, as well as create opportunities. But at the same time, they solve problems that are facing our communities. We have a portfolio of different startup companies. They work in different sectors. Some are working in the health sector value chain, uh, helping to fix logistics and distribution of medicines, uh, companies like Dawam Pononi. Some work into helping communities to do community savings as well to be able to afford productive assets. Company like Laina Finance as well as Mipango, they are into financial technologies. You have companies that easy uh, distribution of logistics of uh, fast-moving consumer goods, companies like Sumet. So all these companies are disruptive, innovative companies that are looking to impact multiple sectors. Some of the sectors have been identified in STISA and some haven't yet been identified in STISA. In your opinion, how has been the performance of the science, technology and innovation strategy for Africa compared to the aspirations and the vision of the strategy? So it is difficult to, to give a straightforward answer whether STISA has been successful or not so far. Because first of all, it is a 10-year strategy which is still ongoing. So it's very difficult to measure its impact because you have to wait until the timeline is done and then you can do evaluation and impact assessment of a strategy to fully comprehend and understand whether it has been successful or not. But there have been some signs that shows the adoption of the strategy has some impact to the continent. There have been increase in terms of investment in STI in Africa. The amount of VC fund that is coming to the African continent for the first time has been more than five billion US dollars. You have several African countries that are starting their own STI policies and strategies, including Tanzania, implementing the National Innovation Framework, reviewing the STI policy. We have seen also different countries uh, investing in building R&D infrastructure. We are seeing countries promoting entrepreneurship and innovation with establishment of new incubators and accelerators, science parks across the continent. We are seeing increased collaboration between the industry and academia, knowledge sharing between African countries, exchange program between African institutions. There are still a lot of challenges that are facing implementation of STISA, but basically we are seeing some positive signs here and there as the strategies continue to be implemented. What are some notable highlights and successes that we can celebrate on the performance and impact of the science, technology and innovation strategy for Africa? Scientifically to measure it is very difficult because you need to adapt a scientific process to measure impact, to do uh, traceability studies and everything, to say whether the strategy has been successful or not. But there are some specific positive signs, and I'm calling them signs because I cannot quantify them. For example, there have been an increased investment in science, technology, and innovation in Africa. The amount of money that is going to African startups has increased exponentially compared to when this strategy was starting. 
we have seen increased numbers of business incubators, accelerators, and entrepreneurship support program mushrooming across the continent. We've seen increased investment from African government towards R&D infrastructure and promoting entrepreneurship and innovation at national and subnational level across the African countries. We have seen increased collaboration between African institutions, African countries, as well as uh, with their international counterpart in promoting innovation and entrepreneurship across the continent. So these are positive signs that shows STISA has some impact, but they need to be quantified after a proper impact assessment of the strategy. Can we say having a young generation that is technologically savvy and also having a bigger population to consume the goods and the services that uh, STI produces, can you say that is also an, an advantage to the strategy? So it's a massive advantage. It's a competitive advantage. Uh, if you look at a country like Tanzania, I think the median age is around 18 to 19 years old. That's a massive investment. It's a human capital. But whether it's, a, it's an effective human capital or not, we have to be more strategic about it because we need to equip these young people with relevant skills for the current work and the future work. We need to expose these young people to different opportunities so that they can effectively contribute to the economy. And even to, on the consumer side, you need a technology and innovation savvy consumer so that they can be able to consume some of the product and solutions that are coming in. So these are competitive advantages, but to make the most out of them, we need to uh, further investment in terms of building capacity, exposing them, but also being more intentional in terms of how we can be able to, to support them. Okay. Um... Um, most of Tanzania's uh, GP comes from agriculture and tourism. Okay. Uh -huh. uh, so how can you, okay, in terms of, uh, you say that there's been a lot that has been done in that sector. How do you see this, uh -huh. uh, this sector contribution to GDP and also into youth empowerment, entrepreneurship and creation of jobs and wealth for young Africans? who this sector mostly affects in terms of uh, doing business. How do you see that? Basically, STI, technology and innovation and science, they're just tools. You need strategies uh, to capitalize on them and to make sure they impact other sectors. They're cross-cutting tools. If you adapt, for example, e-tourism, you can be able to create your markets, uh, to create new venues, avenues of collecting funds as well as creating business opportunities. If you adapt smart agriculture, you can be able to increase your productivity. You can be able to increase your production. You can be able to create new business ventures based on uh, existing agriculture value chain. This is what science, technology, and innovation is giving you. So basically it's a tool. It depends on how you use it, and it can have massive impact in any sector you adapt it. So we just need to be very clear on how we want to integrate them as a country. Has this strategy, has TISTA strategy, rebranded Africa and mm. changed the perspectives of the Africa we want? I'm a scientist. It's very difficult to say yes or no that it has rebranded Africa because no one has done a study to see how TISA has rebranded Africa. Uh, I will say, at least for now, uh, we have seen some progresses and uh, contribution it has. 
in terms of the signs that we're seeing. Has it rebranded? I'm not sure because what even is the meaning of the word rebranding? Rebranding is to give something a new look and perspective. If it has done it, maybe because of the stories that uh, we, are, we, are, we are hearing, maybe because of the changes that we're seeing, someone can decide to say, yes, it has rebranded, depending on the angle and how they give their definition. Uh, but for me, I won't say for a fact it has rebranded. I will say it has improved uh, the situation that was even far worse to something which is better, and it's giving us a promise of doing even more moving forward. If you were given yeah. an opportunity and having worked in that mm. sector and you've seen how things are going. Yeah. If we mm. wanted to really achieve this aim that the African Union wants, how would we use mm. STISTA to rebrand mm. Africa? How would you use it to rebrand it? And creating the strong, resilient and an independent Africa that has a global voice and say in the world in terms of ICT. Yeah, so I think rebranding is rebranding is a product, it's an outcome. And uh, we should focus on the process. The process is you should focus on good leadership where actual scientists and people who have experience are designing these tools and approach and they create a very clear plan on how they're going to be executed. We should focus on improving and recreating a platform for our human capital as well as talent to be able to effectively contribute to STI. We should focus on investing on our infrastructure, R&D infrastructure, innovation, entrepreneurship infrastructure, because it's critical for our STI ecosystem. We need to focus on opening up our borders because you can have a very good document but if it takes you to go to Europe, to come back to Africa again, to visit your neighbor, this doesn't make sense. So I think we shouldn't focus on the output. We should focus on the process. And what are we putting on the process to get what the output is? If so, if it was me, I would just focus on the process, focus on the pillars, making sure we're able to deliver them. And if we're able to deliver them, then we can attain the rebranding that you're looking for. Thank you, Jumanne. It was lovely having you. Thank you for your great insights on the technology ecosystem in Tanzania and in Africa. The strategy has been a catalyst and it has performed well. And there are cases and stories to celebrate. There has been an increase in technology and innovation solutions in Africa, government support, increased venture capital investment, but more needs to be done. And the time is now. It is time to put money where the technology is. We hope you have enjoyed our conversation with Jumanne and gain valuable insights into the innovative solutions driving change in Africa. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's episode. So please share your feedback and ideas with us on our social media handles and emails. And remember to subscribe to our podcast to be notified of future episodes. Join us next time as we continue our journey of discovering Africa with Razia Kulatein Mwawanga. This podcast was developed with support by the African Union through the African Union Agenda 2063 Pitch Zone Awards. Its contents are the sole responsibility of the producer and do not necessarily reflect the views of African women in media and the African Union.